1: From Channel Side Drive, where Lord Stanley Cup rests.
2: Time kicks down the
1: Lightning with the Stanley Cup. Travel across the bridge to St. Pete to find our American League champs.
0: And the Tampa Bay Rays have just won the American League pennant.
2: And get ready to fire the cannon.
0: Blob pass toward the end zone. Broadcast. makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a great grab by Brock.
1: Because it's time for another episode of Play the play. Bay. Play the Bay.
0: 11 yard line. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directly. No, oh, so the end down. Battle intercepted. Picked off at the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White, what a great second season. The All American from LSU. Rookie of the year a year ago. And White, 13 tackles, 4 assists, 9 solos, and a pick in the end zone. That's it for KC. Bucks. Are the Super Bowl champs, they can't stop the clock. There will be no repeat. The kingdom will go home sad. And the Buccaneer Nation will celebrate. And I want to hear cannons. We do. We do I want to hear cannons. For sure. And I think we are going to hear cannons. If I got to do the boom, boom, boom myself. Bucks win. Bucks win. Bucks win. win. The Super Bowl, 55. Tom Brady engineers the offense. The Buccaneers score late in the...
3: Welcome back to Play the Bay, presented by Believe Podcast Network and Three Daughters Brewing. We did, in fact, hear a lot of cannons because the Buccaneers are the Super Bowl 55 champions, you guys. Evan, you are still on mute.
2: It's beautiful,
1: Evan.
3: We are the
2: champions,
1: (laughs) my friends. (laughs) (laughs) And we keep
2: on fighting don't let lombardi's speech end. start don't don't let Vincent lombardi's speech start there don't you don't go okay it's starting out. right now okay
1: <laughs> no time <laughs> for losers we are the champions
3: yeah I'm
2: okay. there you go You're good you better all right
3: <laughs> Evan's a little disheveled today, it seems. <laughs> I've got, I've got a child hangover. <laughs>
1: crawling all over me. I've got things going wrong. My mic's muted. It's it's the Super Bowl hangover. Super Bowl hangover. Which I'm still doing right now after two days of, you know. Two days we are the
3: champions. No
1: oh God, losing.
3: Because we are the champions. That is a perfect pitch right there perfect pitch wow goodness incredible thank you congratulations
2: yes very much so
3: yeah i am happy for you guys i'm not gonna lie it's like it's fun to watch the celebration from afar um are you guys gonna go to the it's last minute i feel like the parade they announced that is going to happen tomorrow are you guys going to go i mean i feel like everyone works so everyone
2: does work i don't know if i'll go to the parade or not it's a boat parade isn't
1: it yeah it's another boat parade like they did uh just kind of like in the same vein as the lightning so yeah
2: i mean i don't know maybe we should go find channel eight again dude i should put my wig on and and you know try to make it happen
1: no i don't want to find channel eight because they only put us on there for like a second
3: no they put you on regardless. I mean, that's kind of cool. Wow. It was
1: a, it was a, blip. Somebody, it was a blip. Somebody's blip upset on for only getting one second of air time. It was a blip on the screen, and I was very, very sad. Almost I'm sad. not sad. Cheer it's game. not
3: all about you, guys. That's you know? right.
1: I know. I know. Well, if we probably had you there, they would give you the whole segment. So, <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll keep that in mind next time. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. I'll bring, like, touch-up makeup, a hairbrush. That there way we you go. Guys can get on TV longer. It was it go. was
1: a great time at, at Rafferty's Bar and Grill. It was packed. I Slam. think I think Carl did it the right way. He had mostly Kansas City Chiefs on the bottom, Bucks fans up top. Bucks fans yeah. on top. Yep. That's oh, yeah.
3: cool. That's cool. I like that. Yeah.
1: Well, not cool. I mean, you want that inner intermingling, fighting, not fighting, but like you know. John at each other kind of like what we were doing the Packers fans when we were down there for the NFC championship game so but hey if that's what they did
3: yeah I mean I feel like that's kind of a cool way that if you're a Chiefs fan that lives here you can at least meet and get to know other Chiefs fans and you don't have to I don't know like it is annoying to be a losing team and be in the middle of people who are celebrating so I think you could all probably clear out, flip those tables, get some more people downstairs who are going to like open another tab at some point. But, but I don't know. I like that. I don't know. Who knows? No, but
2: It was fine. I think they had a place to go, Carl. They, you know, we did our show there we asked questions. We tried to, you know, involve them and in everything that was going on. So gave away some three daughter stuff. Oh, that's koozies. Yeah.
3: Are you guys drinking right now?
2: I'm drinking my three daughters.
3: Evan you gotta you gotta hit the unmute button in order to talk I don't know why
1: he keeps doing it I'm <laughs> not even T-O to my tonight? I don't know if he's okay I don't know why my computer keeps doing that so uh, my IPA of the day is the Florida orange IPA India pale ale from uh three dollars Brewing Company very good IPA that
3: one's amazing
1: a very one citrus, is- very citrusy orangey IPA it'll give you that good kick on a nice spring morning which spring yeah. is coming up which means it baseball. Is. Is right around the corner. Okay, not
3: today. <laughs> not not yet. The beach,
1: the, uh, the beach blonde elf, dude. That's my Me fan. too.
3: Me and Shepard twinning. One. We're twinning. And uh, since
1: you told me I did the um, the ad read uh, on mute, I have to kind of do that again at the beginning of the show. So, uh, this Super Bowl football may be over. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Betting and the only never place stopped. You should be betting on these sports is BetOnline.ag. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV show. I don't know why you would bet on a reality TV show, but I guess that's kind of fun. Bet Online has hundreds of props with real-time odds on en- almost anything you can imagine. Of course, the 24-hour online casino. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in today and receive your 50% welcome, uh, welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline, your online sports book experts.
3: Yeah. I decided
2: to simulcast myself on mm. Facebook Live. When we sure. were coming into the room and just to see, I see a lot of my Atlanta friends checking in, Justin, Lisa, Dylan, my mom. I, they never usually get a chance to get to the podcast link, so I figure I'd just do behind the scenes kind of, you know? Yeah, but I smart. think we're going to switch maybe maybe to Instagram. I think I'm going to start yeah. telling all my my Facebook people I might be doing a broadcast on Instagram TV during this one. Or maybe we yeah. just put this broadcast on there. Who knows?
3: Yeah, I mean, we can figure it out. I'm sure Evan's like the technical mind behind this whole thing. So I'll let him figure that out. But yes, I
1: I blanked out for a second. What were we talking about?
3: Simulcasting this podcast onto multiple (sighs) social media platforms. I decided
2: I I told Kaylee that I was just simulcasting on Facebook live because my ATL friends uh, have not been on the, uh, the show link on believe. So I just figured I'd um, open it up tonight. Just say hi to everybody that's coming on, answer any questions, so on and so
1: forth. I like that. I like that a lot. That's some good good marketing there, Chip. I like that a lot.
3: Love that. Yeah. Yeah, If you don't follow us on Instagram, do that. Play the Bay TB because we're going to be sharing cool stuff. Now that baseball and hockey are topics we now will discuss and football off season is going to be very fun. So I'll probably chime in with that stuff. But, but yeah, so follow us there. Let's, let's hop into pregame before we talk about the game for anyone who wasn't tuning in or just needs a refresher. A lot went on pregame. Alicia Keys did Lift Every Voice and Sing, which is the Black National Anthem. It Takes All of Us videos. You had Amanda Gorman, her poem. Um, she was the poet from the inauguration. Uh, her did America the Beautiful. And then you had Eric Church, Jasmine Sullivan, singing the National Anthem. So let's start with your favorite part of pregame ceremonies. I liked her. Yeah. And that
1: was amazing. I, yeah. I, I've never heard of her before, mm-hmm. but she, it was almost like I was watching Prince, like the way her swagger was with her guitar, the way she looked like I, I was moved. There was a yeah. tear that just kind of populated on my corner of my eye. Didn't drive, didn't go down my face, but it was just like, wow, this is really, I was impressed. Uh, yeah. the of it could just go away. Like Miley Cyrus doing those.
3: Oh, that God awful yeah,
1: rock covers.
3: Super super <laughs> pregame, super pregame. <gasps> that was right, easy oh, that's geez. what i thought
1: of miley cyrus who who i said this on the show on sunday sounded like a you're strangling a goat with fair. miley cyrus that's what it's fair other than that it was really i think the national anthem was um definitely the over
3: the over it hit the over
1: definitely the over. Oh, yeah. but i think they could have done with the could have done without the duet like either one of them pulled could have pulled it off by themselves yeah. great But like the duet was kind of like they were throaty,
2: kind of holding notes for. Oh, that's why you love the over on the on the national anthem, dude. You got to always take the over on that.
3: Yeah, Chip. What was your favorite part of pregame?
2: My favorite part of pregame was driving uh, 30 minutes to get (laughs) somewhere
1: else before kickoff. So I
2: didn't (laughs) saw the coin toss, and that was
1: about it. So see, I I did the same thing, Chip. But I had my I had the game on my YouTube TV in my car. I did not. Sorry. I did not have
2: that, so I did miss. I did miss the uh, uh, the pregame. So driving very fast and getting to another destination was my uh, pregame.
1: Honestly, man, you, you didn't miss much. It's pregame.
3: It's pregame. I I will agree with Evan. I think I'm a big fan of her. If you don't know of her music and everything, I would definitely check her out. She's extremely talented. But I think that provided such a unique take on that song. So it was very. Very, very moving. Um, I, I did like all of the representation. I thought that it was a really cool way to kind of bring in culturally relevant people into the NFL, which doesn't often happen. Um, I'll keep my opinions on performativeness to myself. But I do think that it is fair to say that I love Amanda Gorman. I love her. So it was pretty cool to so watch. So Amanda
2: Gorman, check her out.
3: Amanda Gorman. Is the poem the poet from the inauguration who did the really beautiful poem, and then she did the poem for the honorary captains of the Super Bowl? So I think they had a Tampa nurse, an LA teacher, I and then a military—I yes. want to say a Marine veteran. So she kind of presented um, a poem in honor of those people. So I thought that was really cool. A uh, very interesting way to kind of bring in what's going on into the Super Bowl. So
1: overall, like it was. It was it was spot on, man. It was really it was what? nice. It was almost like a breath of fresh air of how how they did everything because you know how most of the pregame stuff that they do is just kind of like same old shtick. Yeah. I, I, I loved it. I, I loved everything yeah. about it. It brought everything together. It was fantastic, and, and what a good way to start off the show. It was great for sure.
3: I love also like that it started earlier. I liked getting an earlier start. It meant I got to go to bed earlier, and <laughs> I love my sleep. But let's jump into the game. I want to know. Right off the bat, winners and losers of the Super Bowl. Obviously, don't say Bucks and Chiefs, but who are your who's your winner of the Super Bowl and your loser of the Super Bowl?
2: Player wise, winner of the Anything. Super Bowl, Anything. I think one of the guys is, I mean, going to be Levante David. Um, the Buccaneers have to resign him. I mean, he's a critical piece, and he's one of the guys that's going to be up for free agency. Um, He's a winner. Like he's gonna have to. I don't know how they're gonna do it because uh, we both know, we all know, there's a lot of pieces that have to come together this at the end of this off season. So uh, I think Levante David proved that he can work with Devin White and really they're an unbelievable tandem. Defense showed up massive for Tampa in this game. So yeah, I think Levante David earned himself a nice big paycheck.
1: Winner for me would be Tom Brady because yeah, but we already knew. Yeah, but that-
3: well, I mean. I mean- that's, but fair. that's, that's
1: it, fair. It's yeah. the cherry on the top. That's it solidifies him as the goat. He all was already that, the goat, dude. I know. All that stuff about him being, you know, washed up, he couldn't be in a, you know, different on a different team and learn a different offense That just he just went like that to everybody. Like wow. you know, and and then winners too, man, like BA, the coaching yeah. staff, Todd Bowles and the defense, like yeah. it, it, it's winner winner chicken dinner all the way around. And also, you know what? Winners for the female refs, you know. Yeah, yeah. Those, I think all the way around it was a winner, winner, chicken dinner for everybody involved,
3: except for the Chiefs. Yeah, who's your who's your loser? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Yeah,
2: Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is going to be the face of the NFL for the next ten years. Yeah, one Super Bowl loss, he's not. I'm uh, he's fine. The yeah. losers are the Chiefs' offensive line.
3: Yeah. I mean,
2: they are definitely. They know now they had a lot of injuries and a lot of guys that have to come back next year. They'll refill all their gaps and I think they'll be fine, but they just had three position players playing out of position and we all knew the Bucks line was going to be, we harped on it all week uh, and and talked about how that was going to be the difference. And it was, I mean, Patrick Mahomes was running for his life the entire game pretty much.
1: And he, he did everything he could. I mean, we saw him yeah. try and make plays, Same. and, they, and yeah. there was a couple of chances that they could have scored, but guys couldn't catch the ball. It was bouncing off people's helmets, so you know the, you can't put any kind of blame on him at all. It was, he tried his best. He was just working with a bad offensive line that was just getting decimated. I mean, 20, 29 times he was he was. Rushed Press, at pressure. pressure 29 times. I mean, that's compared to week 12. I think, uh, they pressured him maybe 14 times. Yeah. That's, that's, it's over double the times they did that. So it's, it's, I, he had to, he had to do what he had to work with. Obviously Tyreek Hill was contained.
3: Yeah. Didn't even, did he even break 50 yards receiving? I'm not sure what his final it stop. might have.
2: You might have. But, I mean, also, we talked about it. The bucks that was a different team. So, we didn't have Dean the last time we played him on Week 12. We didn't have Viva. Yep. We didn't have – I mean, so, I mean, I was I was just as shocked, though, really, the the clamps. I mean, really. Bulls defense, and like we always said, he's a blitzer. Kaylee alluded to it last show. Leads the NFL, obviously, in blitzing attempts. And all he did, I think, was – you know, he held everything back. I think they only blitzed five times. Yeah. six times in this game uh, and ran that two deep zone, two safeties and kind of umbrellaed coverage, which we thought they were going to do. And they got great penetration from four guys. So, I mean, it was um, yeah. exactly what we thought.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. I think winners, I think you put Jason light in that conversation. Um, interesting fact. I mean, no one that scored for the bucks was there a year ago. Right. So, yeah. and I am interested to know one thing from you guys, obviously, because you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes all my loser is Patrick Mahomes as well I think you look at him he made some of the best throws I've ever seen in my life from a football player but just wasn't enough because of mismatched lines essentially but I'm interested to know and not not to take anything away from the Buccaneers obviously they were the best team in the league when it, they needed to be right when it mattered they were the best team in the league specifically in postseason um and we'll, we'll talk more about the defense, which is a huge factor in that, but having a, basically a completely rebuilt team, no one that scored for you was on this team 12 months ago, which is just brilliant management, brilliant personnel work. But does that at all, because I feel like the the narrative has been a lot of Brady and Gronk won another Super Bowl. It hasn't, been, from my perspective, the Buccaneers won another Super Bowl or Bruce Arians won his Super Bowl or whatever. I feel like the narrative has been so much Brady, Gronk, Fournette, Antonio Brown focused, less Buccaneers. Are you guys feeling that as well in the sense that it takes away a little bit of the shine of the city and kind of puts it on Brady? I'm I'm
1: glad that you brought that up. Because I was thinking about that the other day, too, because most of the coverage that they have has been 95% Brady. Yeah. And they only really mention the rest of the team for maybe a couple minutes after, like, the Brady-Gronk kind of deal. Does it take away – I would say a tiny bit, but we all we all kind of – I think everybody kind of knew this was going to happen. Like, the, that's the focus of, of this whole thing is Brady. Brady coming to Tampa, Gronk coming to Tampa. So – You'd have to kind of expect that the media is going to like kind of gravitate towards that instead of saying, as a whole, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. It's, it's Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers because it's it's Tom Brady. I mean, he's he's a solidified brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but you know, Tom Brady didn't just win the game. The Buccaneers won the game. The defense yeah. won that game for him. Yeah. Uh, for sure. But I I, I I I I tried to think about that constructively. For the past couple of days, because the media has been doing that the most. Personally, the Bucks won that, won the game, not just Tom Brady and Gronk. Yeah. And they. To be honest with you, I don't care who won the game. The yeah. Bucks won the Super Bowl. That's all I care about. Like that's fair. That's fair. You know. You know what I mean. So to to finish to the 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 victory by saying it's it's kind of focused on Gronk and Tom. I don't think it does. Maybe a slim, maybe to some people. But other than that, the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Man, that that's mm-hmm. all that matters
2: to me. I'm going to play devil's advocate here and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take, I'm going to take the other side of this one. So this is one of the first, not really the first, this is one of the first times where a quarterback like Brady, probably the last hit free agency and had an ability to really go out and scout out a team to go to. So this is kind of like, a ringer team. This was like basketball. First <laughs> off with the Miami heat, LeBron James, Chris Bosh, DeJuan, uh, uh, Wade and Dwayne Wade and everybody else went, you know, in one direction. So this is, this was kind of a, a ringer team, but it was with the best quarterback in NFL history. Yeah. So I think, what Evan said is right. You can take it away a little bit, but I think that if you have a quarterback that's in this system and you bring more free agents in that aren't in this system, and this probably doesn't work because Tom Brady, not knowing the system and Antonio Brown, not knowing the system and all the other guys that didn't know the system, obviously learned with Tom. So Tom could learn with them and they got in sync I think on the same page kind of what kind of what they did together so none of them had prior knowledge of the system so it made it easier for them to learn together therefore you know tom brady could rely on those guys mm-hmm. because they had the same level of experience or exposure with the team
3: yeah for sure and and let's yeah. talk about this defense cuz i think you know, while none of the points scored on offense are were by people here a year ago, the defense is really made up of guys who have been here and were draft picks and have been Buccaneers, right? Like Levante David has spent 10 years in Tampa Bay. So this for him is, is huge, but obviously, you know, you saw what the Buccaneers were earlier in the season when their defense wasn't clicking. So you have to put so much credit and so much impact on the defense because Now that they've stepped up in the postseason, you look at the offensive stats, and they're not that great, really. In in terms of Super Bowl teams, they're not that great, but the defense has really been able to put them in a position to win. You've seen it happen. Todd Bowles constructed a near-perfect scheme going into this game to really put the Chiefs on edge and really get Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable, really work to their weaknesses and what his players do well. And I think that's a huge thing as well is he lets their players – Play and and we said this last week. He lets guys play to their strengths, not in a system, and I think that's really important. But yeah. what is you know we mentioned Levante David. I guess besides Levante David, what is the one player on defense that stood out to you the most?
1: How much time you got, Kaylee? <laughs> I
3: think you have to pick one.
1: <clears throat> I mean, I've got. Can I pick three? I can pick three. Well,
2: then I'm gonna hang up. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna shut down the broadcast right, I, I, and you can do all of
1: them. I think the one that stands out to, the one that stands out to me the most, Shaq Barrett. Shaquille mm-hmm. Barrett was a monster that game. I believe he had like two sacks. So, and plus he's probably playing, you know, playing for a contract because he's in a franchise tag this year. All like those guys really have are another, on another level. Like that was the most complete game as a defense I've seen the Bucks play and to hold the defending champs to that many points with no touchdowns, no touchdowns at all. That's Instead yeah. of giving the, the Tom, Tom Brady the MVP, you, you could have either given it to – obviously you can't give it to the whole defense, but you could have given it to the defense as an MVP or Gronk. Gronk could have been, could have been the MVP too. But yeah. the way those guys stepped it up and, and just to shut them down was – I mean, I think we all kind of knew it was coming because of the, the kind of the patchwork that Kansas City had to deal with on the offensive line. But to do it the way they did it and just to straight dominate that was just it reminded me of the O2 team. Like it reminded me of how dominant they were in that Super Bowl. And defenses, once yeah. again, will win you championships.
3: Yeah,
2: I think basically all the penetration that you can get to Mahomes where you start where he runs backwards is up the middle. So a lot of it, you know, Vitave and you had Ndamukong Suh who's a free agent again as well. He had a sack towards the end of the game that kind of helped secure everything. Um, but those were two guys that um, really up the middle. That's the fastest way you induce pressure on a quarterback. Uh, and Ndamukong and Suh really did wreck havoc in the front. Um, and it's a guy that he's obviously going to have to take less. I don't know what he made last year, like eight.
1: I think it was yeah, eight or nine, like around maybe that.
2: eight or nine. There's <laughs> yeah. no way Tampa can afford to pay him that um this year coming up, but he's a guy that can take less. And if he wants to make one more run at it, they have a lot of pieces in place, and he just wants to get his second Super Bowl ring. Um, I think he'd be a guy to definitely focus in on as well.
1: Chip, that's yeah. a great segue. You mentioned yeah. money. You mentioned money. Like we've already already I've already seen guys have come out and said I want to like Mike Evans said. I want to restructure my contract so we can keep these guys here. Tom Brady yeah. has said, already said, I want to restructure my contract to keep these guys here. And a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys want to, you know, run run it again. They want to run it again as much as they can to bring a lot of these guys back. And that says to me, like they're not done, man. The, this yeah. team isn't. It? We I think we have yet to see the best of what this team can do. And now, obviously, there's going to be some young guys that'll probably maybe want to take some money and go but yeah. you never know. They might want to stay. I mean, you've got, you know, Fournette's probably going to look for a big contract. Hopefully he'll stay. I mean, Chris, Chris, Godwin, Godwin's for Chris Godwin, Godwin, yeah, he's looking for a big payday too. Hopefully he stays, but you know, for a lot of these guys that are, are already saying, Hey, I want to take less money so we can keep these core together. That says a lot. Yeah. That, that says a lot for not only them, but also the leadership of the team. That's, that's, that's there in place saying, Hey, for sure. We're going to make another run of this, man. Let's, let's, let's and do this.
3: Yeah. For sure. And we knew Mike Evans was that kind of guy. I'm pretty sure he's said that in the past, especially in this offseason, bringing in those guys. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see what happens because, you know, again, just reiterating the fact that no one that's been here scored at all in this game. And I think that is going to play a lot into Chris Godwin because at the end of the day, you have to look out for yourself and um, right, everything. Yeah. Right. So I think as much as you want to come back and run it back, as rare as it is to run it back and win two Super Bowls in a row, it's not to say that it can't happen. It's obviously happened plenty of times in history, but you know it might be more of an incentive for those guys to really kind of go get their money, which to each their own for sure. Um, but let's talk about their free agents because we've mentioned a few, Shaq Barrett, uh, Ryan Suckoff, their kicker, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown, Robert Gronkowski, and Dabakan and Sue, Levante David. I mean, the list is very long, but those are definitely the key guys that are up for free agency. So if you had to pick one single guy, Evan, one, one guy on that list that you must bring back must like, it's an absolute must bring back. If you want any opportunity to go back and be in the same position next year, who's the guy that you bring back?
1: I need a coin. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) As much as I, as much as I want to say him, I want to say, Levante David is the one guy I'll bring yeah. back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you obviously we want to bring back Chris Godwin, but <clears throat> he's gonna want number one money. You know, he's gonna want that type of money. But you can you can replace a wide receiver with somebody up. I think trying to replace a guy like Levante David, who's probably one of the best linebackers in the league right now, that's hard to do. Especially with that front set So I'm gonna pick Levante David. That's one guy you gotta bring back is him.
2: Yeah, I mean and you have to stay I think you you have to stay defensively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh it's either she, it's either Barrett or or it's him. I mean and I you know, I don't care which one. They're saying the the money <laughs> for Barrett market value on spottrack.com is going to be 19.7 million. Uh and Levante David, obviously a little bit older, is going to be 12.7 so I mean you're looking you're looking at over $30 million just to sign those two. And they're saying the salary cap is gonna be 181 or 182, and the bucks are at 158. So you're gonna be around 21 so,
1: million. They, no, they've got about 38.6 million in cap space to
3: play with. How? They haven't
2: assigned the league number yet. Yeah. They haven't
3: given the, the cap number yet.
1: This, they're probably estimating.
3: That? Yeah, there's a lot of estimates, but also, this broadcast revenue from the Super Bowl was not great. Um, yeah. another thing to take into account: these broadcast deals will get restructured in the next year or so. Um, yeah. Another thing, but but yeah, I, I agree. I think it's I think Levante David, and I think not only for what he does on the field, but for what he does off the field, right? And I think yeah, it's easy for guys that have been there. Um, and I'm just. I'm not saying anything based on fact or knowing any inside information but I'm just saying from a perspective of someone who really would just think through this. Levante David is a guy that's been there, right? He's he is Tampa Bay. He has been through the ups, the downs. He's seen this whole team develop and grow and he finally, you know, got his payday for it in the in the form of a Super Bowl ring and win. And so for him, I think he needs to be that guy that young players look at and say you know, we're not getting we're not gonna get benched for a guy that you're gonna sign to one year and then bring in and just overpower anyone who's been here, right? And I think that's important. You have to hold that you have to hold that culture in the <clears throat> locker room. And I know Tom Brady brings yeah. a lot of that, but you heard him say after the game, I was saving those touchdowns for Gronk in the Super Bowl, right? And and that's gotta hurt because you can say Gronk might be up for the MVP, but it's also like Tom Brady decides when he scores and when he doesn't, right? Tom Brady just got, decides when he's blocking, when he's not. So I think you have to have a guy like Levante David, who is Tampa Bay, embodies Tampa Bay, what this team is, what this team has been, and can show you the journey, not just I came here for a year and we won a Super Bowl. Because I think you need that grit to last, right? We've seen a lot of teams get really high. The Steelers are one of those teams where it's great to bring in all these guys and be winning, but – you know, you have to have some grit to be able to pull it off at the end, and I think, I think he's that guy. But I mean, we'll see. I like, see. That. I like yeah. that. You know, I love Levante David. I actually found out before this podcast we have the same birthday. Oh, look out now! Look out! So I love that for me. Love that for him. Matching um, Buccaneers tattoos. I know, right? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but let's, let's talk about the Chiefs a little bit. Um, you don't see Andy Reid get out coached very often. And I'll preface this by saying, he's got a ton going on um, mm. off the field. He's got a ton of personal stuff going on. You can say it's not a distraction. I'm sure to some level it has to be. Um, yes. You've got your quarterback injured uh, now undergoing surgery. You've got your offensive line pretty much completely out for the most part as far as starters go. Um, so a lot of a lot of pieces here, but. They definitely got out-coached, and we've never really seen them not be able to adapt the way that they weren't able to adapt to what Todd Bowles was doing on defense. So what do you think the biggest misstep for the Chiefs on offense was going against this Buccaneers team?
2: Man.
1: (sighs) that's See, that's... There's
2: there's several.
3: Yeah, there's
1: several on that. I agree with you, Chip. This was
2: probably the weakest Kansas City team we'll see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Easily. And and I don't think... They're going to be okay going into the next year. They're going to be fine. Like yeah. you're gonna, they're probably going to go deep in the playoffs. Possibly go back to the Super Bowl next year. There's nothing to worry about with this team because they're they're already stacked as it as it is. Their offensive line is going to be back next season. Like they'll have those guys back. It's just they they literally got out coached. And I think also too, and something that's bit Andy Reid in the in the ass a few times is is clock management and timeout use because we saw them use timeouts yep. when they should have been using timeouts. I believe it was in the fourth quarter too as well. Now, obviously to make a miraculous comeback like that would have been taking the act of God. Correct. But, but still like using timeouts like that, I think it was, it's almost like Andy, what are you doing? Like this almost reminds me of when he was with the Eagles and his time clock mentality was way off, but yep. to, to go in this game, it almost seemed like they were, they were prepping for a week 12 matchup where, this this isn't the same Buccaneers team that you saw in Week 12, and if you're gonna prepare like that, you're gonna get ate up, and that's exactly what they did. Not only on the offensive side, but the defense, and the, and Todd Bowles called a great game for the Bucks when he was you know doing Blitz Four Cover Two when he was having those guys yeah. shadow everything, but for for the offensive preparedness, it just seemed like they were trying to go back to the, the what they thought they were gonna do in Week 12, and that wasn't even there. Like the run game was non-existent at all yeah obviously i think their their run game has been kind of like their their weakest link throughout the whole season long and they tried to get that going and it wasn't going at all so and then you have to rely on forcing it to tyreek and then going to travis kelsey who now kelsey had a great game he had over 100 yards but when patrick mahomes is running for his dear life and trying to make plays you're not going to get a lot going and, and, the, and it just seemed like they were underprepared and, and, and thought they could go into this like it's going to be another easy win, and it, it wasn't that at all. It just seemed yeah. like preparedness was thrown out the window.
2: I mean, this is a team, we're going to, looking at their free agents, I mean, they're going to have three offensive linemen who are free agents that played in the game. Um, all the linemen they have are above 31 years old. Um, so I think we're actually going to see if – fairly different team. Fisher, Torres, Achilles, he's very old, and he's going to have to come back from that. Both centers, Kilgore and Ryder, are both free agents, uh, so they'll have to be re-signed. Uh, Andrew Wiley is a restricted free agent. Mike Rimmers is a free agent. Yeah. So out of everybody I just named, they're going to have players that Eric Fisher is going to be the one starting lineman that's going to come back. He's coming off an Achilles. Everybody else has either unrestricted fear agency or Wiley is restricted and they're all over 30 years old. Yeah. So I think you're probably going to see a couple of changes, probably offensive line, even though they're going to need uh, some defense, probably offensive line draft pick or two uh, coming up in this year's draft. I think the chiefs were ready. They weren't ready for, for that, the talent. Yeah. <laughs> um, they yeah. were as ready as they can be for a team that's into your second and third lineman on the depth chart, and you're also having guys that are playing not their natural positions. Tackles don't play guards, centers don't play tackle. Um, you know, and that's just too much to ask of any any lineman.
3: Yeah. And for a reason, and I think that's the thing yeah. is they they plan for a completely different Buccaneers defense. They they plan to see exactly what they saw in week twelve, and like we mentioned, Todd Bulls just came in, not even necessarily anything like they've been doing, right? Because like we mentioned last week, they dropped those guys back in the zone, being able to get pressure up front without having to run the blitzes is yeah. really important. Being able to really get him uncomfortable without having to sacrifice your double coverage on Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey is really important, and so I think. I think not to say that the Buccaneers wouldn't have won this game. I think they would have won this game regardless, but I do think this is, like we said, the, the weakest Chiefs team we're going to see for a while because I think they probably pump some more focused money investment into their offensive line. And when you think about their talent, they've got it, right? And it's nothing to be upset about because when you look at Patrick Mahomes' career as a starter, it's phenomenal. It's probably one of the best in history, so for him, I mean, thirty teams did not get to this point. So, yeah, absolutely, probably we'll see them come back and make some sort of huge improvement next year as it relates to their O line. But, but we'll see. I do like Andy Reid. I like Patrick oh. Mahomes. So, are
1: we, are we done calling Patrick Mahomes the baby goat?
3: I don't think so. No, because
1: now he has I mean, to win eight. He has to win eight
3: well, party I
1: trophies. Think-
3: So I think this is like, and I've heard this come up a lot. I, I don't perceive that to be, I don't perceive those things that are being said to, is to suggest that he's better than Brady or he's going to be better than Brady. I kind of perceive them to be like the domination that we've seen from him as a starter is really impressive And it's only really comparable in those first four years to somebody like Brady, if that makes sense. Like, I don't necessarily know that anyone's comparing apples to apples with Brady because it's really hard to do that.
1: Well, because you you hear a lot about the, oh, he's the next go. He's the next generation. I'm like, I'm not there yet with him. Like, okay. You know, he, he's won one he's been like, what, three years so far, three, four years. Like I get, you can say that he can be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Just don't call him the baby goat yet. He's got a lot more to prove. Like get get to three Super Bowl wins, get the four, because then you're up there with Montana. You know you're you're passing Roethlisberger, you're passing the other guys that have multiple Super Bowls. Then we can talk about you in the goat conversation because yeah. you only have one right now. Yeah, and you've gotten beat. You've gotten beaten already. So it's I, I, I hate that compare. I hate people when it's Oh, he's the he's the next goat. Yeah, he's great coming out. He's had a great career so far, but don't put him in that conversation just yet. Like yeah, that's I why I don't it, call him the baby goat.
3: I think it's more for marketing and clicks and clicks yes. than it is for actual people. Like I don't know a lot of legitimately informed people comparing him to Tom Brady. Like I, I you hear it for people who want to have a conversation or get into some arguments with people, but I think it's hard to deny how impressive he is as as one person, right? And I think he's a completely different style of quarterback. And I do think that he defines what the future of the league is going to look like much more than Brady does, just given the style of offense the style of play. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to see much more from him. Um, so I do think – I think he's in his own conversation, not in that one yet. But I think there's no way to be, given the short amount of time he's been in the league. But when you look at – I mean, what – what negative impact i mean there's so many teams in this league that would love to have one year like the chiefs have had over the past 4 right like one year two super bowls getting to two super bowls and you're in your mid 20s i mean you're it's impressive right and then you made it to an afc championship you like you haven't really faced any sort of you've faced every obstacle up until now right and and that's fair because you're just not going to win every super bowl i mean tom brady didn't win every super bowl right so i think that's the thing is you look at that conversation and it's 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 just starting. But I think the he's defining a different generation of players. It's kind of like Jordan and LeBron. It's hard to compare them because the style of play is so different. Like there's so much inflation when it comes to stats and points and the way that players move around. And like you talk about LeBron as, as his own entity, not as his team. And I think Patrick Mahomes is defining a separate generation.
1: I like that. I I can agree with that because the way things have evolved in the game. Like everything, everything's faster now.
3: Yeah.
1: More teams are are drafting mobile quarterbacks than they used to. So I get like Brady is, Brady and Roethlisberger are pretty much the last of those in the pocket passers instead of being a mobile quarterback. Like after those two are gone, I mean, we won't really see that style of quarterback for a long time. So I like that. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I mean Aaron have, Rogers, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Well, he's, he's mobile okay. though. He's mobile. He's mobile. He's they don't define
3: it, but they Congrats don't define it. By the way. He can make a play out of something, kind of. like Congrats, I think if Aaron you, Rogers, though. Congrats, Yeah, if you had to have make Tom Brady a scramble, it would be a it would be a tough
1: It'd be it'd time. be looking like in slow motion, even though it's in real time. That's how it's Tom Brady scary. Yeah. When it happens, it's, like, only, it's like a matrix slowed down and Tom Brady's still in real time. Like it's that slow.
3: Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. He's not going to have and, – and it's just not – he's obviously the GOAT, but it's just not comparable to the style of – to the, like, overall athlete you have to be now to be an NFL right. quarterback coming up. And it's, it's – you have to make an impact at every level. You have to get – you have to be in the top three rushing yards of your team. You have to be able to be the pocket passer. You have to be able to make decisions – and run like you just have to do so much, which is why I think I have so much respect for Patrick Mahomes because it is hard to be that level of athlete all around.
1: I mean, when you have to run 500 yards to get away from the Buccaneers, literally
3: defense. on a on a toe that you now have to have surgery. <laughs> yeah, you now have, think, to have surgery.
2: I think Matt Ryan's a pocket passer. That's fair. That's fair. Yep. That's your, that's your boy, Chip. That's, that's fair. I think Matt Ryan's there. Everybody okay. else, though. Yeah. yeah, the game Hold is up. completely different. I think the one thing that I'm very much excited yeah. to see, I'm gonna go off top for of five seconds. Deshaun Watson, where will he land? That I will think be the- I,
3: th-
1: I think he stays and holds There's out. No way, he holds and holds He'll and holds out up. the whole year. Well, now you got throwing Russell Wilson, who's apparently unhappy with everything in Seattle now, so he wants to trade.
3: So yeah, you saw I would, that today. I would be too. I would be too if I was Russell Wilson. But yeah, you I mean that's fair. I think that's the thing, and I I understand Deshaun Watson's frustration because if you're in your prime, you're trying to get <laughs> it done. I mean that organization screwed <laughs> you over. They put you in the worst position possible and said win games with nothing. And you thought Aaron, you thought it was bad for Aaron Rodgers. No, like the, I mean worst decision making I think we've seen in almost NFL history was made by Bill O'Brien in Houston. So it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting.
1: You could credit Bill O'Brien for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good job, Bill.
3: Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> let's let, let's talk about halftime. I know Evan did not like halftime. I loved halftime. Tip, where are you landing on halftime?
2: Um, I was driving to another place. <laughs> the weekend. Uh, I was good. No, the weekend was good. I sing a song. Oh yeah. boy. Good yeah. friend, of, uh, I I love good friend of
1: the show, Annie Agar. Trying to yeah. be like a weekend over here. I mean that was, that's close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I like just me. never
2: going to be a halftime pre-game football person. I don't think ever.
1: Yeah, it's just not not there. Yeah, I, I I just I don't know, man. It was just – It's the weekend. I, I've never been a fan um, of. Yeah, I've never been. I liked. Listen, after hearing his songs, I, I'm kind of the. Uh, Actually, actually, hearing his songs over and over and over in my internet, I constantly sing over them. and over and over. Yeah, yeah, I co- yeah, they're they're catchy tunes, but yes, seven million dollars for what we saw? Seven million? I mean, I to mean, be
3: fair, I think of regardless how you felt about the actual performance, because I do think that generationally, you're gonna feel differently about it. Like the overwhelming, like tone on what I saw, just because I'm. 26 and I love the weekend was very positive but I think that probably depends on your social network and where they land on that but I feel like regardless if you liked it or not or felt like it was worth the seven million I think I do respect somebody who says I'm not getting paid to do this right like he's not getting paid to perform at the Super Bowl but he wants things to be the way he wants them and whether we find it worth it or not I respect somebody who at least puts enough effort into their art and their craft and their vision to spend money did, to make it how they dizzy? want it.
1: Did you get dizzy at this point?
3: Um, this is actually perfect meme content. So as someone who works yes. in social, I'm pretty happy with it. <laughs> I was actually pretty happy with this because I was like, the gift <laughs> that I get to do with this, I, uh, it's going to be fun.
1: The, the part I kind of liked was a little bit of this, and then I got kind of disoriented. And then the part where they were on the field with all the guys with the lights in their hands, and they're all like raving and all kinds of weird stuff, then that was yeah, kind of This cool. is why
2: I don't deep sea fish right here. This yeah. is like, the, this is, but, what in the world just happened? Oh, God. Yeah. They're jock straps on their face. What is that? The jock
1: straps on the face. Yeah. yeah. I know this he was doing
3: that. Interesting, yeah. yeah. You read about it. Um, It's pretty yeah. interesting. I just also think, and I'd, I'll make this argument every day for the next year if I have to. Oh, God. I think the NFL needed him more than they, more than he needed them. I think a lot of The Super Bowl halftimes we see are almost a resurgence of someone's career, right? Like you see these people who've been around, they're classics. Maybe they're just not, they're not selling out, you know, arenas anymore. They're not really in the spotlight, but they're coming back because they're classics. You're appealing to that older crowd. But the NFL needed to appeal to a younger crowd. They had to change their entire demographic, their entire tone, which explains a lot of the pregame stuff, but also explains this. So they needed him more than he needed them, and he still said, "I want it to be my way." I'm putting seven million into it. So, also, I think he's one of the most talented people coming up in this generation. You just obviously Super Bowl performance is very much like pre-produced and and just overly produced. But if you actually listen to his music, he's one of the most talented. So, definitely a, a hit on the uh, on the choice. I
2: I think that the NFL already knows they got the, uh, you know, the overweight, um, older guys, you know, thirties to 50, you know, 60, whatever you got those guys too.
1: So yeah, you
2: had to go after a different marketing plan and you have to go after the younger age, the next generation. And I think you, you can give kudos, I think to the NFL for realizing their shortcomings and, and trying to shift that direction and and taking a, a younger act, somebody that was more, um, hip. Man, I really feel old giving this speech right now. Shit. Um, but anyways, excuse me. Didn't mean to curse. But um, yeah, they went after a different uh, marketing group, which you have to do. You have to go with the generation that's moving up, booming, uh, and and going to bring you the dollars. They know they've got one demographic, so go after another one. So it was a smart play. That's why, that's why I'm the guy who didn't watch it, and I didn't, you know, because I'm the old guy. I don't know. <laughs>
1: I wonder I mean, what I don't wonder what the Super Bowl halftime show is going to be down in Miami next. It's my down in Miami next year for the Super Bowl. No, LA. Oh, it's LA. Oh, oh. Yeah,
3: Miami was last year. LA was yeah. actually supposed to be this year. Sure, Which LA. Means, yeah. Then,
1: gotcha. You're right.
3: Yeah. So LA was supposed to be this year. Obviously, last minute change because SoFi Stadium was not done being constructed. So they switched it to Tampa. Um, which is pretty interesting in the storyline because otherwise they wouldn't have had a home Super Bowl game. So um, pretty interesting. but yeah, I think kudos to the NFL because I think they're doing exactly what you're seeing baseball refuse to do. and it's yeah. paying off. I mean, we saw it pay off with Nickelodeon, which I loved and hope to see in the future. We saw We've seen it pay off at every step of the way this year. and I think Roger Goodell, he's no longer getting booed at the Super Bowl. like I, there's just so many things happening and evolving with the NFL. They've done a really great job, so kudos to them. MLB should really take note. Um, but yeah, not, not
1: with Rob Manfred as the commissioner. No, he's the
3: worst. He's the That'll worst.
1: That'll never happen. More yeah. on him next week. No more on him.
3: Yeah, he's <laughs> we'll, we'll dive fully into that because him,
1: him and for. him and Stu Sternberg are stooges. They should all just be yeah. on a stooge boat.
3: That's the baseball combo I can get in on. Like, don't okay. don't ask. Like, I don't care about the trades. I don't care, but I do care about the like the business of baseball because it's very. It's depressing. The
1: stooges that I
2: have.
3: Yeah, it's terrible.
1: Stooges. Well,
2: I think the MLB can't afford to take the risk the NFL does because they don't have the loot. They don't have the cash. Yeah. Most most leagues, and I mean, we'll talk about obviously moving forward in COVID and and what happens now with the other sports. uh, You're going to see either a trickle down, I think, as far as if restrictions get tighter, You know, you're already having games that are getting shuffled in college basketball. You've already had hockey games that are getting canceled. Major league baseball can't get on the same page as far as when their season's gonna start. So the NFL is kind of the the you know, the breadwinner. They can kind of move and shift their weight and just kind of keep things going. So some of these other franchises aren't aren't, you know, some of these other sports aren't as strong as NFL. So the
1: NFL kind of reminds me of Ron DeSantis. Like we're open for business. We're not going to be closing anytime soon. We're going to party. Like we're, we're, we'll welcome everybody into the NFL. That's what we're going to do. So yeah, that's, that's what the NFL is like. Well, shut down. And here's what I'll say. About,
3: so. Here's my rant about performativeness in the NFL. And um, I'll, I'll leave the, I'll leave social justice out of it, but I'll just say healthcare wise. I think it's very interesting to honor healthcare heroes but then cram the season down people's throats, regardless, and let fans come to stadiums and allow what went down to go down. I mean, the the, the need for fans at the Super Bowl was not at all, right? Because the that amount of fans really just is not making the difference. Um, I I just think it's interesting to honor healthcare heroes and then be like, but we're gonna host a Super Bowl in Florida and everyone's gonna get COVID afterwards, because obviously everyone out there is going to get COVID. We saw what happened. Um the players are probably getting COVID. None of them had masks pregame or post game, and then everyone was on the field. So it's just a whole thing where it's like great. I mean, this season's happening, it's going down, and nothing's gonna stop it. And I mean, you know, that was the plan. That's what they did. Congratulations to the NFL. Um, you know, I think I we have yet Ybor to City. see
1: we'll see
2: if COVID really does ramp up. I mean, you'll get we're gonna know. I'll, tell you, I'll
3: tell you, I was at Ebor on Saturday. Um it it was not good. I mean, if you're not getting COVID, you're getting something. I'll tell you that. Oh, boy. No, that's Ebor that's for you. Forget I mean, COVID. Everyone's in your face, and I heard it was 10 times worse on Sunday. And if it's not COVID, it's something else. It's disgusting.
1: I saw a video on pictures of the celebrations <laughs> down in Ebor. I'm like...
3: I don't want anyone that close to me, regardless of COVID or not. Like I don't <laughs> want to be in that kind of crowd. Get your disgusting, unhygienic faces away from me. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. So I, I don't know. I'm not, nothing against people in Tampa, because obviously I live in Tampa. But some of y'all are. Mm. So it just is. It's one of those things where we'll see what happens. But you know, kudos to the NFL. They pulled it off. Finished it. Season is successfully over. Now we get to talk about offseason, which is fun. But. What was your favorite commercial?
1: Man. Dome. I've got mine. Okay. Uh, you go the, first, re- the return of 3D Doritos with flat oh. Matthew McConaughey. That was all right, all right, all right. That was great. That was a good one, dude. Nah, I like, I like the Bud Light army. Yeah. Going
2: back right. and all the generations of all the Bud Light people, all the hosts, all the... Well, uh, well, you get the night and then you get you get. The, I mean, you got like everybody. I love yeah. you, man. You had that guy. I mean, it was it was that was good. I liked it.
3: Yeah. What was yours? I can't pick just one because I fully appreciate. I don't know if you saw the oatly commercial, the terrible oat milk commercial.
1: Yes, I saw that one. With so the what CEO playing, was playing the the keyboard? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So what they did, genius is they put out a terrible commercial, and then right when the commercial went live, they opened up a landing page to sell shirts that said, I really hated that Oatly commercial, and then they sold out and their website crashed. So uh, they're playing, I'm just saying, they're playing chess, not checkers. They they knew what they were doing, but I think yeah. out of the actual content, um, nothing's better than a Paul Rudd cameo and a Drake <laughs> cameo in the same commercial. So the State Farm one, they just know how to keep... <laughs> Jake from State Farm relevant. Like they knew when it got stale, they replaced him, they switched it up, they got everyone involved. They know what to do to keep that whole storyline going. And I'm just gonna say, Drake should be embarrassed because Jake from State Farm is way hotter than Drake from State Farm. And you were saying,
1: <laughs> man, he looked pretty he looked yoke- yoke- he looked yoked.
3: He looked he yoked. Looked back, but standing next to Jake, I'm like, Jake, Jake. Jake can do whatever he wants. Drake is going to like, Drake was looking a little crusty next to Jake. I'm just going to say that it was a little embarrassing for Drake.
1: So what you're saying was Drake is he's, old and busted. Jake from state farm is the new hottest.
3: He is. He's taking, he's yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to say that he's. he's huge, though, dude. Drake was. He was.
1: I mean, he hasn't had an album in what, two years. So it's like, what are you doing? Working yeah. out. Yeah.
3: I mean, no, uh, one, no one's ugly. You're just poor. I'll never forget.
1: That's true. That's a good point. It's I true. want, I want a uh, Jason Alexander hoodie. By the way, the Tide commercial where uh, yes. you know George Costanza, his face kept moving around. I guess I, I think Tide is uh, doing a contest where if you enter in, you get to have one of those Jason Alexander hoodies, which I want. It would be awesome. Yeah. So I like that one too. That was pretty funny. I, agree.
3: I think the,
1: I think uh, the commercials this year. I know a lot of sponsors pulled out because of you know they wanted to put their money to, towards relief and everything, but they were kind of. They weren't that exciting, but they were still fun at the same time because we've seen in the yeah. past where like the the commercials are like the thing to watch if the game sucks,
3: you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the game so, did suck. So I'll say that. It well, was, that's
1: just your opinion.
3: Because, if you're a Bucks fan, you're enjoying it. If you which is, I mean, to be fair, it's the smallest market in the NFL besides Jacksonville. So I mean, if you're in that small market, then cool. But if you are not a Bucks fan, that game was terrible, which for me it was great because it meant I could work ahead. Like I said, I like getting to bed earlier, so it made my life easier. I will say I do like the whole. I think it felt expedited. Like I felt like there wasn't as much fluff around the Super Bowl. Like there was just more. It was more evenly matched between game and fluff, and I like that.
1: I thought there was going to be trouble ahead because I was watching the the game, and my daughter decides to be Levante David and plow right into me. Spilling my beer all over my new pewter Tom, Tom Brady jersey and my pants, and I sat there with beer all over myself. I'm like, if I couldn't take change this, it, yeah, like she's if I, acting, take this, you, I know she's if, she's if I take this line. off, I might jinx the game. So I sat in stop if you take it off. That's right, I did. it might beer happen. so beer clothing the whole game, and I was happy with that, it was fine. And yeah. then I did, did the stone cold thing afterwards, too,
3: yes. So, so it didn't matter because your jersey got demolished either way by beer. That's that's very true. Yeah, yes, that's fair. That is very true. That's a good point. Very good I'll point. say the other thing I liked about it um, was the streaker because I don't know if you <laughs> heard the storyline, but I and there's nothing to cooperate with right. this, but there's a pretty interesting story going around that someone met the streaker and he said that he basically put. 30,000 or something something like that 50,000 on the prop bet of will there be a streaker at the super bowl which was pretty good odds because everyone was saying no just based on security around covid and different things um but they forgot it's florida so pretty lax here so he put 50 on it (laughs) had his friend act as a distraction and then got on the field and ended up winning 456 thousand dollars i don't know if they True, but it's a fun story. I was gonna ask, what's do we
1: have that checked? Fact I, th- check? I
3: th-
1: no, it's, think it's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. Uh, only because why would you declare something like that over everything? Because now you're gonna have that's an illegal bet, you can't bet like that. If you yeah, know, right? apparently the guy went to a bookie that he found on the street somewhere and made this ridiculous bet. And then he's splashing it all over social media. I think it's just a no, way to. He's
3: not. Some guy met him at a bar. So that basically, right. this guy met him at a bar, and then texted his friend and was like, "I met the streaker." And he told me this. So he probably just got. Dr- if it happened, if that's true, he probably Good just for got him. drunk right. and was like, "I'm going to they- tell people because I'm super amped that this just happened."
1: the The guy that the guy that was hired, he works for. <clears throat> it's vlad TV or vlad i can't even say his last name he's a youtuber that does stupid ridiculous videos where he goes and just basically antagonizes people until they they try to beat him up and it's the worst thing ever and like his website's it's a bro slash porn website and that's what the advertisement was for and when I saw yeah. that I'm like this is either a something for stu- – it's almost chip it's almost like the the chicks from the lost the world series uh, flashers it's almost like in that vein for those two ah, chicks. Yeah, it's like that. Like those two okay. girls that had flashed in the World Series and they had yeah. their yes. stupid their own stupid website for it was almost like a Playboy S kind of deal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was like that.
3: Interesting. Interesting. So, but
1: I more like Play Girl. Yeah. Not Playboy. No, no, Playboy. Play girls for the for, wim- for women
3: the women. That's what I was
1: saying. The streaker no. was more for no the well, streakers for he
3: wasn't very visually. I was gonna wasn't very
2: playgirl worthy
3: no i mean he might be a maybe if you have like a dad bod in a bikini preference but i don't (laughs) know many people that have that preference so (laughs) like more power to you i'm not (laughs) here to cut his shame but uh i think uh, like overwhelmingly objectively he's not he's not that he's not
1: not he's somebody kaylee would not take on a date
3: True. Correct. True. <laughs>
1: Correct. <Yeah>. True.
3: <laughs> like at all? Like you'd have to almost pay- <laughs>
2: <laughs> at all. Like you like, not, it, like, you'd not have to even thinking about 50
3: it. Fifty grand to go on a date with you instead of betting on your Super Bowl prop at fifty grand. Wow. So that's, that's where I stand with him. He's not my cup of tea, but you know he's somebody's. I'm sure. I'm sure. Everyone's there's there's a shoe for every foot, as they say. So Wow. He's somebody's shoe. <laughs> I thought maybe somebody's foot. <laughs> or somebody's foot. Yeah, yeah.
1: So either way, you
3: know, I'm not here to judge. But any uh, any final thoughts before we? pull
2: no. those <laughs> oh, a great way to end the show. <laughs> only, only this. Oh. There it is.
1: That's oh. Bucks and Super
3: Bowl champions. Let's go!
2: I reposted this and it got a lot of views on my Facebook page.
3: So. You look completely sober. Yeah. Do you know how much beer I got up my nose? Yes. I was going to say,
2: you did the best you could, though. You got most of it. It hurts
1: so bad. It hurts so bad after all that beer went up my nose, and I had trouble breathing.
3: I do love that journey for you. I'm not going to lie. I saw it, and I I was very happy.
1: I immediately reposted it. Immediately. And I was pretty much sober. I only had like two beers that night. and I was like, and Me I, too. I went to Publix to make, cause I, I was going to do it for when the, when the Rays, if the Rays won the world series, I was going to do that. Didn't happen. So I was like, if the bucks do it, I've got to do the stone cold. And you know, I'm glad that they did. So I was, and like, I mean, you did it. I yeah. know I did it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was worth it. It was worth it. Even though the beer got up my nose and I couldn't breathe for <laughs> the whole night.
3: You know, so, I feel yeah. like it. it was worth it. Two Good. Points. On that <laughs> note, on feet and on. on feet and stone cold will end oh. we'll end the show. But thank you for tuning Never in, in the comments. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at play the bay twenty twenty, Twitter and Instagram at play the bay TV, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, and we will catch you guys next week.
1: On the flippity flop.
3: Bye. Flippity-flop.
2: Good rays. There go.
1: Thanks for listening to play the bay. We'll be back again with another episode on the Believe Podcasting Network. If interested in advertising, please contact believe.com.